You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. We got the fabulous actress today, Yvonne hey, Sana Jones in the house. <laughs> you can catch her on Ruthless up on BET Plus doing big things. Thank you. Thank you. We also have, we also have my co-host, Courtney Stewart, with us today. Hey, Courtney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we're still rolling through all these Zooms and, you know, getting these interviews in, throwing this quarantine. Headphones in. Headphones in. Listen, I already stopped deciding. I can't, I can't look good no more. It's just like, you know, whatever it looks like is what it looks like. As long as we get a good interview. We will understand. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you in here today. I mean, you've been doing some amazing things and uh, you've been watching your work for a while. So we're very proud to, to and honored to have you in the studio today. Man, I am proud and honored to be here with you guys in our in our Zoom studio. <laughs> and then uh, I know this quarantine has every got everybody on lockdown. But what are some of the fun stuff you've been doing? I've been watching like the Babyface and and uh, Teddy Riley battles and Questlove versus Nas and all that fun stuff. Yes, you know what? I actually missed the first one, but I was kind of happy about it because then uh, Twitter just like caught me up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think it might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited about that. Yeah. And then I saw the, um, I know it sounds like a plug, but I actually really enjoyed it. The BET special yesterday that had a ton of people on it. It did. Um, yeah. That yeah. I watched yesterday where they were making Zoom work for them. They were. <laughs> they were. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's cool about this is that everybody's coming together and trying to work together to kind of, you know, just get a sense of community back. Because I think that that's yeah. what everybody's just in their house, they're quarantined, you know. Thank God, like I said, for these things like Babyface versus Teddy Riley and the Quest Loves and the Nod and then, uh, excuse me, DJ Nice. But, yeah, uh, you know, we, nice. we, we, we need to see people again. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, we need to see our programming. Your, your TV show is one of the things that's keeping us, you know, sane. <laughs> All right, keep the same. And it's so crazy as it is, so. <laughs> right, it's a lot going on. And I think it's perfect timing for what the climate is right now, actually. You know what I mean? With everything yeah. that's going on. It's well, so you, true. And you have an interesting background. I mean, you, you first of all, you have two of amazing mixtures of cultures, Haitian and Bolivian. Let's just start with that because that's fire alone right there. You know? <laughs> they will be very happy to hear that. I, I am very grateful that those two wonderful people my parents met in Texas of all places. Wow. Bolivian and Haitians meeting in Texas. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I always tell my mom, I tell her every day, thank you because my first language is actually Spanish. And then here we are in California and it is like life, especially when I was in the workforce, man, life. I love being able to speak <laughs> two languages. So, yeah. <laughs> How did that kind of start to influence you to become an actress? Uh, you know what? I would say that um, I really have always liked people. I've been a fan of people uh, and I'm a very social person and I feel like that actually has helped a lot with the acting. I really like to take on different uh, characteristics, characteristics, characters, because then you get to go into their background, like the yeah. same way mine's, you know, its own kind of unique flavor. Everybody's got their own unique flavor. And there's a whole like community of people and a whole, uh, I would say culture that you get to tap into when you play all these different characters uh, in all the different, you know, shows and everything. So that's, yeah. That I definitely just love people in all their shapes, sizes, colors, etc. 
Well, you've definitely done the circuit. I mean, you've been on some great shows. The Bobby Brown story, which I loved. Ooh, uh, thank you. SWAT, Code Black. I mean, you've been doing... You, you, when I look at your Kinda resume... You, listen, get those checks, girl. I ain't mad at you. Get those checks. Stack get those, those checks. Get those residuals. <laughs> I'm in L.A., remember? Like, <laughs> right. right. You got to make that money. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you got to... It's the grind all the time. You know, um, I always say the best ones make it look easy. So you, you, you're in the right path. You're making it look easy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you. You're making it look easy. Easy. I hope so. <laughs> but but all that work and your credits that I've seen have led you to where you're at right now. So you you were on the Oval, and then they did a spinoff, which is Ruthless, that you're starring on. Same character. So Tyler Perry loved you so much. He's like, I'm gonna take this character from my other show, and I'm gonna bring her onto her own show. Man, man, it was um, it was it was such a crazy gift. I'll I'll just say it's a complete gift, uh, unexpected, and. So I tend to do thank you cards, right? Especially with somebody like Tyler Perry, you're not gonna get like a nice little 10 minute goodbye. The man is working, right? Yeah. And so I had a thank you card on my last day of my recurring role on the Oval just to say thank you, said Mr. Perry, this is uh, you, you call him Mr. Perry <laughs> when he's uh, the director. Yeah. It, yeah, he's Mr. Perry for sure. And that's just um, known, like he, he, he's no one's calling him Tyler. It's, that's... I, I'm not. I'm not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one. <laughs> so I said, Mr. Perry, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, today's my last day. Here's a thank you card. And he said, oh, it's your last day, but this won't be your last time on set. We're bringing you back. I was like, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, sure enough, he, um, he wrote me and Melissa L. Williams into this ruthless spinoff of The Oval. And it was just a, it was a complete gift. Uh, I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed and uh, really honored to be in the world of Tyler Perry. Like, yeah, whew, <laughs> that's bucket list. <laughs> that's listen, that's for real. I mean, there's so many projects that he does. And, and one thing that's great about him when he loves an actor or actress, he he will bring them work, yes, you know, and, and continue the rotation of that. I heard he's very demanding. But I heard that when you when you when he likes you, he likes you. But who isn't, and, who isn't demanding that's good? You know what I mean? What so, geniuses are not demanding? Exactly. Right? He's he's just got a lot going on. And so it's not even I feel like it's not him that's demanding, it's the work that's demanding. So mm -hmm. he presents you with something and you know your time frame and it's gonna be limited. And you know that he does like, you know, one take in and out a lot I of heard the time. That. Yeah. Uh so I feel like him as a producer has just set the bar so high for himself that you're like, I'm on set. I'm this. this I got to set my bar just as high, you know, uh, because you realize the opportunity, and that's his thing. Is he gives opportunity to the people, and not necessarily the people who have the credits, yeah. right? Yeah. He loves to give opportunities to what he says, the, what he calls the underdog, the people that, the you know, just haven't had that opportunity. So when you get that opportunity, oh, you step up. <laughs> you step up. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, because we like you said, he's demanding, or the material itself is just demanding. Just the way that he chooses to shoot. Were you going into that? I know a lot of soap actors feel like they could step up because you know they have like eighty thousand pages a day that they shoot. What did yeah. you do to to be ready to go and really you know raise that bar? Man, um, I wish I could pull it from here. I had a binder this thick. I printed all the episodes. I printed all of the scripts and then I uh, had it all organized in my largest scenes first. Uh, and then I went into memorizing all of those. So I come from a theater background. I have a master's in theater. And so I got to play Blanche Dubois once. And y'all, that woman is only never on, is only not on stage for like two scenes, right? So the whole entire script is like 
my lines. And it's something I definitely, I am really grateful for grad school because I felt like it got me ready for this boot camp, which is yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah. Uh, because I had to keep, remi- I had to, I'm telling you, I had to keep reminding myself, Yvonne, you have done this before. You could do this again. You've done this before. You could do this again. Uh, and sure enough, I did. <laughs> I did. So thank God. Yeah. And there's not really like rehearsal times or things like that. You just, you just go, you just, there's. No, he, there's, okay. So there's no designated rehearsal times, but our crew, let me just tell you, I have to talk about our squad. Everybody brought it. Do you know, we stayed at TP studios. People were rehearsing from morning to night, just morning to night before we had to shoot that weekend before we shot. We were just at the studios all day, every day. Me and Melissa Williams actually roomed together and we were practicing our stuff at the house constantly. So it wasn't that he's not going to give you any time. Literally, you walk onto set, you know your scene. He tells you where your blocking is, your entrance, your exit, go. (laughs) So all of that stuff, all of us, the entire cast, everybody uh, really just brought it and came together and hustled and, and got it done. And everybody pulled their weight. I can honestly say everybody pulled their weight and it was, it was great. And that's you why like he's you able can do to create. Anything yeah, I mean, I, I'm inspired listening to this story. <laughs> and I feel like that's why he's able to bring so many different projects because of of his whole process and how mm-hmm. all the actors and pr- production team and everyone he works with they also bring that on too. So it's like it's yeah. great. Everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. That's I feel like that's 100 percent his strategy. He brings in the people that he knows are going to work, and they work. <laughs> and then for people who don't know what's the difference between the oval and ruthless since it is technically a spinoff okay yes so in the oval the oval is definitely sorry i had a little bit too bad the oval is definitely a uh a drama of almost like soap opera drama um that is set in the Oval in the White House amidst all these families, the family of the butler, as well as the crazy family in the White House. (laughs) And so it's definitely big on the drama. And that's why it was like, it is like one of the number one shows out there right now. Because it's so good on, you know, Tyler Perry brings the drama. So that's what happens over there. Now we have the drama, but also there is this suspense uh, as well as like a dark, it's a darker show. <laughs> Obviously, it takes place in a in a cult that we don't realize is a cult at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so, because of that, there's a lot of people trying to escape, and so it has this danger attached to it that's different. Uh, I'm a big fan of action movies and like suspense thrillers and things like that, and I feel like it has an edgy vibe to it that only comes from people trying to escape from secrets that people are hiding that are very dark and hidden uh, and all these different agendas that people in power have. So I feel like it's gonna be something like the Oval as far as the drama goes, because the drama does not stop, but it's very edgy. It is very, very edgy and exciting. And it is different from what you've seen from Tyler. So that's what makes it really exciting for his fans. And then and how, do, how would you describe Tally to people? Oh, Tally. Look at that <laughs> Tally. smile. I know I love my Tally. I love Tally. I um, like I said, I think she's a she's a real gift as far as uh, the character that I get to play as Tally. So Tally is very loyal, very supportive, and the only reason that she brought her daughter there, and actually she brought Ruth there, 
uh, to the compound was because she thought this would be a better life for both of them. They're from the streets. They haven't had the best opportunities in their lives and they just wanted a better life for their daughters. So Tally is usually someone who tries to save people. Uh, I tend to, <laughs> to have that too <laughs> in me, caring, caring a lot about people that comes out. And so I love her because she's also in the process of finding her voice. So Tally in the beginning uh, definitely has been beaten down in life, beaten down and slowly through each episode, she's starting to become more and more her, herself, her own voice and find her own footing. And I feel like that's a journey all of us as people, definitely as women, have to go through. And so for me, it's really an honor to be able to play someone going through that transition on TV right now. Now, you said that she has a similarity to you about saving people and that kind of thing. So what did you, what did you learn about yourself from playing her? Uh, very cool. I love that question. What did I learn about myself from playing her? So from playing Tally, I realized that there is a part of me that tends to put other people so much ahead of myself that sometimes I don't, I don't take care of myself. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that sometimes that's something that a lot of us fall into, a trap we can fall into. It's a balance. You have to find a balance to where other people are important. They're always important, but you yourself are just as important, you know, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you have nothing left to give out to others, right? And so that's a journey. I feel like she's going on her journey of her voice. I feel like maybe I found my voice and now I'm going on this new journey. <laughs> Thanks to Tally. It was like a cycle where uh, now I'm starting to do little, just a little bit more self-care and being able to stand by my own opinions. And uh, I'm really grateful for that opportunity because in the career that, we've, that I've chosen, it's very important to know your own voice and to know uh, what you, yeah, what you support, what, who you are and what you're, you want to promote and et cetera like that. So I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Uh, and Tyler writes women characters so well. It's like Tennessee Williams yeah. on paper. They're very complex. Wow. They're, a lot, they're just like us. And so I was able to find that because the woman on paper wasn't one dimensional. Yeah, it had layers to it. And you were able to capture that and play those layers. Yes, exactly. He's, a, he's, he's great at that. And it's such a blessing and a gift to be able to work with someone like Tyler Perry. Is there any little things that you've picked up from him individually as an actress or even as maybe you want to be a future director or producer yourself? He is like a lieutenant. <laughs> he runs a tight ship. <laughs> but he gets the job done and everybody steps up. Everybody does step up. And I think that's very admirable. But the other thing is that he treats people like people. So there's a difference between a uh, dictator and, and someone like Tyler Perry, who is just 